0: The Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC Vegas 36 Recap, taking listener questions, talking some chi and much more. Let's go. This can't be living now, if so then show me how. We shake, shake, shake the we shake, shake, shake the Savages. This is the Protect Your Neck Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Tom, and a list of work you can find over at MMA as well as OddsCheckerUS.com, but on this here program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast, we break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do here today um in a bit of a different way just a recap uh, nothing to break down i know you guys can't wait for anthony smith for superman spam but that's why the ufc puts breaks before these cards like the connor cards so it can build up your excitement i'm sorry i can't say that with a straight face you know what i mean we're gonna we're still gonna uh fill some time here may have another bonus episode i don't know if it's gonna be a top five or or, or what or if we're just gonna talk some topics but uh uh i may have a, a guest come on later in the week uh um It's been a while since I've uh, maybe chatted with a a certain, or a few people to be honest, uh, or yet to have chatted with some people uh, from the Fight site, so I may have someone on there from there. But today, folks, it's going to be a recap, going to answer some listener questions, um, which will take the topics abound a bit. And and, yeah, someone actually did ask about um, uh, some non- fight stuff that I was planning to 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 you know talk a little bit about I guess so um all positive stuff so yeah I'll I'll throw that in there too we will we will answer it all and for better or worse and for better or worse your boy here will be honest (laughs) mainly for worse so uh we'll see what opinions of mine (laughs) will piss people off this week um you know uh we'll see I'm I'm not in a don't worry I'm not in a ranting mood nor am i trying to nor do I ever really try to believe it or not but uh but yeah um you know i'll I'll say some points that, that you know as far as the listener questions also ask this um that I don't think are being said but you know um you'll find that um I don't know we'll we'll, we'll get to it and I don't think I really have the craziest opinion to be honest so it's not like I'm, I'm trying to build anything up here just uh, it's still a lot of my team versus your team going out there So I'll do my best to parse out uh, My interpretation Try to give love to each side and Down the middle Encapsulate and overall from a nice step back And try to get all those nice perspective points um, That we should all try to be aware of on, on topics um, As we plow through the card from top to bottom You can check the timestamps. stamps I'll probably do that um, I guess I'll do that uh, after the shouts uh, I'm gonna do an Amazon read looks like y'all been using the link I've been not really paying attention and not reading and not really promoting or plugging much uh, lately as, as You guys could tell um, But y'all are still kind enough to still support um, this free show over at mixedmarshallanalyst.com uh, Which hosts the show uh, you can go there on the right or toggle to the red right if you want to mobile uh, You'll see an Amazon or on it link uh, also not really great companies that I'm excited to you know, affiliate with, but those links have been on there since the incarnation of that site about uh, 2015. Um, you know, um, <laughs> before before everybody started losing their mind and uh, yeah, uh, but uh, you know, it, still we we do. Uh, unfortunately, so I do. Um, sheepishly raising my hand, still do use these companies for things here and there, I'm trying to use them as much as before. But I still do. Who am I kidding? I'm going to come clean. So uh, if you have a bit of a conscience about it too, you can go ahead and go to mixedmartialanalyst.com, click through the links. Whether you're getting your uh, plant-based protein like me through on it, or um, you know having to buy uh, little tidbits here and there um, through Amazon when you need to. Uh, go ahead and click through the link. It essentially charges you nothing. You just have the extra click or two to get there, and uh, a little bit get kicked back to the show, yeah, uh, and for no cost at all. And uh, believe me, it all goes back to the show. There's also a secure PayPal link if you just want uh, to donate directly. Um, you know, everyone, keep, not everybody. People still suggest that I should do the Patreon route, and even if it's not charging for the podcast, just to give someone the more fr- uh, more of an option to support the show or you know if they want to do like a dollar a month kind of a deal which would be cool but um again it's like a gateway thing you know it's like it's like it it, 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 sorry sorry i'm going to use the strip club reference here but it's like it's like waiting tables at the strip club it's like yeah sure the tips are great Uh uh-huh how long till you're up there dancing (laughs) how long dan how long until you're selling yourself uh oh jeez That'd be, it'd be the worst fucking stripper ever. Uh, wow, sorry for that visual. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you know, those are the ways to support the show. We'll, we'll do uh, we'll do the Amazon read there. Uh, and then we'll push on to the recap and then listener questions, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, hopefully we'll keep this under an hour. There's no reason why it should be longer than that. Um, shouts, uh, Michael K. Williams, man. Uh, actor Michael K. Williams. You know, you might know him from Boardwalk Empire. as Chalky White, of course. Me and most were introduced to him. Um, wow, is it like 20 years ago now? It is. Uh, in the show The Wire, uh, one of the HBO original shows that really helped getting things cooking, you know, uh, along with The Sopranos, of course, is, I believe, is, I'm behind on that. I still haven't watched The Sopranos. Shame on me, I, I suppose. Um, not that I'm not interested to watch it, by the way, but, uh, just for context, it was one of those important shows, which is why you hear it referenced. It was amazing, a lot of great actors. You'll see, you know, early Littlefinger as a as uh, a Carcetti. Uh, you've got you just got a bunch of lot of lot of lot of great actors, including one of the best, um, arguably the best character ever portrayed by a TV uh, HBO or whatever series, any kind of series. By definition, the, the lines get muddy uh, now as we have so many, right? Uh, but Omar, Omar. Uh, from the wire. Omar Little, um just one of just one of the best fucking characters, man. Um you know, he's quoted a lot, but uh, you know, you, you, whether you quote him or have heard him quoted, please do yourself a service and go watch The Wire. It's still um, you know, not dated, ever. you can still enjoy it, you know? Not that you can't or shouldn't enjoy old things, obviously, my hipster ass does. I'm just saying for anybody, you know, afraid of, you know, things that are old, um, please go check out The Wire. Um, it was awesome. It was an amazing actor. Uh, shared a thing that I saw that he filmed himself of, like, a bunch of his different personalities talking about typecasting, and there's there's much more deeper aspect to, to it than that, and the kind of... Everything from internalized racism to how we all... The politics of how we, regardless of how we feel or are f- affected by um, race, uh, as far as, but, but even just, you know, uh, politics, I'm not talking about left, first, right. But, um, you know, smiling and, and doing our part to be, you know, so people want to hire us and everything that entails with that. Um, just a very powerful thing. I never saw it. And, you know, unfortunately, when someone dies is when you see a bunch of stuff crop up. And, um, and yeah, so I was, you know, I these mean, we enjoying, you know, uh, sucks that he passed, uh, but, um, you know, uh, perusing the content, uh, abroad yesterday, um, was a big weekend for pro wrestling, um, which was, which was great to see, um, and makes me, you know, oh man, uh, apparently my, my guy at Minoru Suzuki, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how old he is now, in his 50s, just came out for the show, man. And I know he, you know, I saw a post of his um, weeks ago or whatever, so I mean, I knew it was coming uh, on Instagram, and I translated and read it. Um, I was just kind of seeing what he was up to, uh, because uh, shocker, uh, he came up in the last episode, episode, episode of talking about top five Japanese fighters. Um, I'll just say that, he, you know, he came up, um, but... Um, but yeah, uh, and we, we, me and me, and my man Jordan, uh, we talked a bit of Minoru Suzuki uh, and his importance. So it was just really, like, uh, really cool to see that, and um, you know, again, kind of help fuel this talk, and hopefully people can understand the uh, the pro wrestling um, aspect of it. You know, uh, as far as you know, um, how our sport connects. And I know I fucking talk about catch wrestling at nauseam, but that's not you know. Um, that's not the only sect. It's it's just a a very familiar one when you talk about certain names. But pro wrestling, in itself, um, and it's something I've always said as well. Uh, but if you want to hear it better explained, than I have in the past, again, uh, go check out the Southpaw podcast. They did an episode on it a few weeks back, a couple weeks back. Really good. Excuse me. Um, and then it, you know we also saw um, Brian Danielson. And I'm so confused. I'm like, isn't it Daniel Bryant? And I'm guessing he switched back to his name because when he got known as Daniel Bryant, um, I was really confused because I knew him. I actually trained with him at Extreme Couture under Neil Melanson um, when he was just wrestling on the regional scene. And uh, fuck, I wish I still had shirt. The, the violence, the dragon. Violence, old school. Uh, Brian Danielson. Um, and he was just a kid from the Pacific Northwest. He was in the process of bulking up because he knew that, you know, the big shows like the WWE weren't going to look at him. And, um, he was good, man. Um, really great training partner. Um, I already kind of detached from pro wrestling just as a fan, uh, not like upset or different, just, you know, life, you know, not, not, not hating, just wasn't following it. Right. Um, but, and, and I still don't, but when I heard that he was doing well, um, it was awesome and then whether it was concussion, other health issues, he had to stop. Uh, I haven't really followed that or what brought him back, but that was just really cool, and I'm guessing uh, he's going by his regular name now. I've been so messed up from the other version. But, yeah, Brian Danielson's how I knew him, so it's cool to see that and the Daniel Bryant shed. So, uh, yeah, shouts to the uh, you know to, to AEW and all the pro wrestling shows, and seems to be a good time for that, so good on you. Uh, and I don't know if I officially shouted him last week, but, uh, Ben Cohn from the fight site, man. Buy Ben's meat, and, uh, he also got, a uh, an MMA, uh, amateur, I believe it was. Either way, fucking impressive as hell. Um, man, uh, props to Ben. Uh, I know he's been trying to fight, and it's been tough to put stuff together for him and everybody, obviously. And, uh, so I was really glad that came through, and he got the result. Um... Just a good dude. Uh, go support him. Um all right. Uh eleven fifty eight. All right. Amazon reads. Let's uh, let's go to that. All right, so uh, Amazon click over to the right. Um, someone bought OXO good strips simply tear standing paper towel holder by the way it just lists what it what you bought and, and the price and the percentage um uh uh that i get from it um which is small but it's appreciated uh but it does not give me your name or any of your any personal information so don't worry if you want to buy, you know, the Ultra Vibra Max 5000, you know, you're experimenting a bit. Maybe you're in your David Carradine phase of life. You know, you've got the karate gi and the, you know, the silk rope so you don't hurt yourself. Be careful. Don't 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 go out like like old Dave there. Um, you can do it. You can do it, and, and no one will know it's you. I will, of course, pontificate on your purchases inappropriately, of course. But your identity is safe, Batman. Uh, <laughs> so... you know so there's that um yeah uh standing paper towel holder brushless stainless steel nice i feel like i could use them but i'm not using paper towels everywhere like i have them stationed like as ammo dumps i feel like uh, it's not good don't worry i do recycle for what it's worth so i'm not just blindly wasting paper here um but yeah good on you for being organized uh blue buffalo life protecting formula uh Adult, small breed, dry dog food Chicken and brown rice Oh wow, nice Okay Some doggy food Appreciate that Always gotta buy that um, I'm sure I could buy it by mine Through Amazon too Now that I think about it But uh I've been getting mine through uh, Through Chewy um, I don't know I feel like my dog need to eat more Although they're getting bigger Who, who fucking knows Thank you for buying that um, Somebody bought Oh, Audio Technica ATH-M40X headphones are these wireless detachable wires it looks like um yeah wow nice I don't know what model audio technicals I'm using but let me know how you like those by the way if anybody's using audio even if it's audio technical obviously but like just, um, wireless headphones not talking about pads. I have those like uh, you know talking about the cans the big old cans you put in your head when you're doing professional or amateur recordings as a as a, i'm probably more classified as obviously um let me know i'm, I'm looking for a good set of those I, I dig my audio technicas um but yeah let me know uh somebody got Dentech kids fun flossers limited edition monster flossers that sounds fun I wonder if I would have been you know uh, more more coming around to flossing earlier in life if uh, <laughs> if, uh, if if they've had fun print like that as a kid I'm sure they did but uh, you know I don't think my parents were, were shelling out for anything extra there was no no fun band-aids um, no um, but yeah that's you know that is a good thing uh, to market to kids I suppose hygiene as opposed to cigarettes right yeah um, stares in at uh beer cans and and the the draft you know uh, you know the uh <laughs> the craft beer movement that's uh worked on childhood sensibilities like me like ooh pretty can uh anyways um universal white plastic toilet seat Hit bolt screw uh for a top mount wow okay i i i, I got to change the old toilet seat myself so i may have to change some bolts as well okay you guys are giving me ideas here thank you very much someone else got a 20 by 50 compact HD binoculars. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> why, is it, why does my head go right to peeping Tom? I am not saying you are using using that for that good lady or sir who uh, these things were was a nice pricey purchase. So I definitely appreciate you uh, buying your binoculars for, let's just say bird watching, okay? Uh, we'll just yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with we'll go with bird watching. All right. Wow, somebody bought oh my god nanny spy cam 1080p. I'm gonna assume this is the same person up close and far away, doing all your spying needs. Wow. Dan, you talk like a creep and a pervert on the podcast. You're gonna attract creeps and perverts to the podcast. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I appreciate that was expensive too. I appreciate you buying this, folks. Don't get offended. i just when you see those items listed back to back, it doesn't say who it's again. Again, you can you can uh, fulfill your creepy dreams and 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 uh, I can't call you out by name, so go ahead. Click away, folks. Um, <laughs> as long as you're not hurting anybody. <laughs> Try to hurt yourself, all of the carotene reference. But um uh, yeah, and also don't sp- uh, don't spy on people too. That's not that's not cool. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully you know. I'm sure you know. I, I guess I-, I guess I'm hoping that maybe your nanny's stealing from you, and that's why you're doing it. I, I don't want to hope that either. Whatever you're using the spy cam for. Um, thank you for clicking through. All right, next product. Next product. Move on. Uh, <laughs> someone got a uh, Lennox X. 6670 Merv 11 bolt replacement filter for Honeywell. I think someone's doing some, uh, some, some, uh, some work. Cause I, uh, the next one is doorstop silicone bumper t- t- tips. Uh, um, I like, I, I like, i bet you I'm like all the reading all these products. This is going to be the next. like duct tape rope. Hmm. wonder what, uh, <laughs> Uh, fucking homeland, homeland security. We've uh detected some problems with your click-through. It's been a funnel for terrorists. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, just kidding. Um, all right. Thank you for buying that. Uh, filter by twenty by 25 25 air filter. Thank you for buying that. Those aren't cheap. Um, I had to buy some recently uh, myself. So thank you for clicking through on that. Someone bought. The Jesse Stone 9 movie collection? What is that? Oh, shit, Tom Selleck, you're still alive? What are you doing here? <laughs> Hi, Daniel. I'm surprised I'm alive, too. Ooh, he doesn't even have his mustache. He's got, like, an ass kicker. Oh, he must be going through his old uh, <laughs> his old man phase. Oh, man. You got to have the Don Fry mustache, dude. I didn't even know Tom Selleck was still alive. Um, somebody bought... Middle Earth Six Film Collection. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love the hobbits. They make me feel so youthful. Gandalf, you're spending a lot of time with those hobbits. <laughs> yes, I do, rather. <laughs> Wizard always comes when he means to, yes? <laughs> Jesus, damn. Why do you have to make it so dirty? Uh, Thank you for buying that. That was an expensive purchase. I, 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 I probably should have said that rather than launch into some... Um, you know, uh, the pedophilic scenario that probably ruined your, uh, you know, your, your fandom. Anyways, all right, we got the <laughs> next. Ooh, Star Trek 4 movie collection. All right, Star Trek in the house. Um, I'm not hating. I just, I, I never got into Star Trek. I think, you know, I, I, I probably could dig it. Um, just never got into it, I guess. But thank you for, for buying that, uh, collectors there. Um... I'm gonna do some guessing. I'm gonna guess the, at least the Star Trek, maybe the Middle Earth, too, but I'm gonna get the Star Trek and, the, and the, the Jesse Stone non-movie collection was bought by the same person, and I'm gonna guess they were buying something for your dad. If I'm right, feel free to let me know, otherwise, keep your identity secret. It's safe. It's safe here. Uh, somebody bought a Universal Organizer cup holder by Mom Cozy. Uh, okay, oh wow, that looks like a serious looks like a serious organizer bag there I dig it thank you for buying that um someone bought no that's it alright that's it thank you guys for clicking through at the Amazon's at the there's an on it one there as well if you buy like hemp protein or any of that jazz but um but yeah uh, it doesn't list anything at all at least I list just the products again it won't list your name uh, so again, if you want to you know, buy some creepy shit Like apparently some people may or may have Wow Dan, uh, stop speaking these things into reality uh, It won't tell me who you are So yeah, thank you Thank you for that, thank you for supporting uh, And if you ever want to share or follow uh, Like at the PYN podcast And all social platforms, all that bullshit Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I have a YouTube channel That, you know, it's whatever um, Hopefully I'll be uploading more than audio Maybe like these videos that like I edit I wonder if I could edit and not get it taken down But I use like a DMX song in it You know what I'm saying? Even though it's not monetized or anything uh, Shouts for you guys for sharing I spent like a couple hours on Sunday um, I thought it was only going to take me an hour And it took me like two or so Two to three, because I'm just weird like that uh, Cutting together a Sakurai And Jens Polver from Bushido 9 And editing and chopping that up together to fit Twitter length, punctuate action with words. At least I did so successfully in the beginning and end of the video. Tough to keep to keep that punctuation through the middle, but you get lucky sometimes. Um, trying to get better at this uh, as I work toward my big project that I was teasing. But yeah, that's Daniel Tom MMA on YouTube. If you wanna you know, support there or whatever. <laughs> uh, by the way, shouts to the YouTube commenters. Y'all are y'all are awesome. Uh, I'm lucky I get some good ones there. All right, UFC Vegas 36 recap. We went four and five overall picks. Again, seems to be the norm in 2021 with these uh, makeshift cards. Uh, one uh, asterisk here, one, three, and one with a push there uh, in props. Um, another asterisk, technically 1-0 in the parlay piece, but because it was only ended up being a parlay piece because the other side got uh, dropped. Uh, from the card, day of, uh, and then one and one in straight plays. Um, so yeah, um, I chased, and ad- like I said, depending on how the night went, uh, and added uh, Brunson. Um, added some small degen stuff that I talked about with Aaron, kind of tailing him on just just some... Some uh, some plays that, you know, I, I felt were pretty... Uh, I, I co-signed and felt, you know, yeah, it's the obvious angle here, like the Aspen all around one, which we'll get to, or this or that. So, you know, I was able to uh, end. You know, it was one of the few times chasing paid off for me, because so I, I was doing bad, obviously, as you can tell by the stats. So I was able to end slightly positive than what I started. So that's always good, but, again, I can't bump my chest too hard. There was chasing. Um, there was degen action the day of, and even though... Um, I did state these things either here and or on Aaron's show and or on Twitter. Um, you know me, I have a hard time bumping my chest too hard about anything, but especially the, uh, the add-ons, right? So in the headliner, we had Derek Brunson defeating Darren Till, uh, as the aforementioned Chase, because my pick was Derek Brunson round three to cook his catch, um, possibly by submission but i could have also seen him uh hammering him out from the mount position too right uh which was what i leaned more toward and i shouldn't have because i did say that he uh, i was one of the few reminding y'all out there that he got his brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt in said time uh which he credited his post fight and i said that he he, so i said and wrote that don't be surprised if he looks to remind us of that however i apparently missed a big number that was floating out there he was up in the minus You know, 15 to 1800 or something, I was seeing tickets uh, go for for Brunson by sub. (coughs) I did not get that. Um, I just kicked for coverage and played the money line and the under three and a half um, to cover in case Till did catch him uh, early, which, you know, we saw that, you know, he had his openings to possibly do so, but Brunson was able to run through him and um, get him to the cage, get him down. And when Till was down, it just was bad. Everything he did made it worse. When he tried to get up or elevate and use momentum, he gave him out. Um, and uh, he just ate pretty bad ground and pound. Uh, and that usually was a sparker for his urgency, as it was with that Robert Whitaker ground and pound flurry. Um, and Brunson's, of course, had some heavy elbows to it, too. So that was not fun for Till. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so the pick was right. And that that definitely helped. Um tough matchup for till especially it getting shifted shifted in the, to the small cage um you know i'm not gonna bump my chest too hard in hindsight even though i said a lot of that stuff prior um I, if i was super confident i wouldn't have laid the under for the hedge now what would, would i have right but that's that's what you gotta sometimes do when it is available so i did and uh yeah we'll talk more darren till because we had questions come in on him um and i will answer those by being pretty fairly consistent I, w- I would say you know when i was reading these and thinking the answers in my head uh, you can go back to my breakdowns if you wanted to and kind of you know see inklings for the things um, i'll say there um uh, tom aspinall tom aspinall uh, defeated sergey <laughs> jesus sergey spivak um via tko strikes round 1 yeah, uh, hit him with, I believe it was like the knee-elbow combo, and then the short right hands kind of did him in. Um, yeah, Spivak uh, had to travel, even though he would have to cut weight. seemed like it affected him. Um, I know uh, my guy John Morgan there on the MMA Roadshow uh, was saying something the broadcast kind of alluded to, that he, you know he, he wasn't the most pleasant during fight week. <laughs> um, with the time change, admittedly messed him up. So, uh, you know. Uh, Aspinall gets it done, so that was good for the English fans, which, uh, they should have positives from here on out. Um, my dog play missed, uh, Alex Morono showed up, defeated David Zavada. Uh, Morono looked, looked good, man, uh, big, big balls to step up, and, uh, you know, it's hard to tell, you know, fighters, I always say they're ready, and it's hard to tell Morono because, he, you know, he always kind of has that same shape, or lack there of a shape, as a guy who lacks shape, I'm not hating, uh, that's actually what makes me, endears me to Morono, um, so it's always hard to tell But maybe that's another thing You know, I kind of have disproven And by the way, I still have to collect Just for more formalized um, sheet to draw off of But I've still been keeping tracks of You know, the uh, year plus uh, layoff returns And they're still doing like Roughly at 57% I mean, it's still technically winning more than they're losing But it's like up up 2, down 3 up, Up 3, down 2 so the percentage is staying relatively similar to where they're still technically winning more than they're losing. And perhaps there's a similar theory there where fighters coming in on short notice um, is not as detrimental as before, right? Uh, so yeah, that's another thing to keep in mind because that was some of my angles here and in other places too, and that just proved not to be true, Um and the counter right hand that I saw in my study, but I don't think I said enough of when I actually recorded the podcast, as I missed so many things that I mean to say, whether I write them down or not. Uh, that was that was their big um, and doing its damage on Zawada as well as the his left hand as well. And Zawada marks up easier, despite you know uh, Alex Moreno being pale as uh, Casper the Ghost out there. Um, but uh, Zawada marks up really easily. You know we've seen that in his past fights. And he was doing better than commentary um, or the call or the perception, and that's not shade on commentary. Just you know, just saying it was better than it was what was led on. But it just was one of those things where not only was Zawada working the legs and body, which aren't often aren't credited, seen, etc. Um, even when he did so successfully or landed, you know, not just one but two shots in a row, uh, Morona would come back with the harder shot and punctuate the exchange. So uh, you know. Uh, credit to Morono, man, uh, coming out there and getting it done. Uh, tough break for Zawada, man. He really tried his hardest. Uh, he did have some tough draws and, uh, you know, I thought this would have been a spot for him. It was not. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, happy to be wrong on this next one. Khalil Roundtree defeated, um, uh, Modestas uh, Bukowskis, um, via TKO, uh, leg kick. And, and that's technically what it was, right? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, credit to Roundtree. He wasn't just, you know, like, uh blindly you know spamming it ponies all day ponies all day uh you know jackson wink style he he really had a setup in mind he saw that um Modestus bukowskis went heavy on the lead jab and he meant to do it i don't think he meant to cripple him uh so to speak as you know roundtree people you know t- people going after him like roundtree went went up to him a- after to see if he was okay and that's not a surprise um cool's always been a nice guy um as I know him, even meeting him after his fight success, he still was, you know, the nice kid that I knew back in the Rock and Java days. Um, you know, so uh, don't throw shade at him. Modestus Bukowski, despite being the recipient, also said, you know, hey, don't throw shade. It was a legal kick. It caught him at a devastating, ti- a devastating time at a technique that, you know, is primarily mainly for a deterrent. Uh, or at least used, at least I think of, or, you know, because we really don't, I know this kind of ending is talked about, but we don't, don't see those a lot. Um, now here's my issue and why people would seem like I seemed upset at certain things, but then, you know, uh, I'm okay with the kick. Like, what is it, Dan? Well, basically now here's the thing. God forbid it's nuance folks. And God forbid you don't have to like be diehard on one side or the other and completely shit on the other side. I am okay with the kick. I'm okay with it being legal. I'm not protesting it to be illegal. Um, I'm also uh, aware of the defense and have been. Um, you know, and, and people you know, should learn that, yes. But there's also times where if you are spamming it unskillfully, and then that's not what Roundtree did. Roundtree did it skillfully. Um, but you could create a similar result, and that has is what's posed as the fear. And it is perfectly legitimate and okay to pose that. It is perfectly legitimate and okay not to like the technique. I am okay with posing it. I do not like the technique. But I'm also okay with it because it is legal. My problem is the people that are trying to pose it even though I believe it's okay to po- to start to have that conversation, right? Um, oh, no, well, then they're going to take rules out. Well, okay, now we're hypothetically saying the people who have opinions now all of a sudden have power to change rules over a sport that is shown to be stubborn about its stupid fucking rules. Let's relax, folks. It's okay to have this conversation. It's fine. It's fine. I promise we'll be okay. Um, my problem is with the people that pose it, they don't do so properly. Now, they're getting better about it, you know um I heard some podcasts uh do a pretty good job actually of of uh uh you know of not being too much one way or the other imposing you know that it is okay but why and giving credence to why it draws a, a reaction um i believe it's like sphere maypod and the Brit pack by the way you all across the pond have some amazing podcast intros if I can tip my hat for a second um <clears throat> uh and you know, shout out to Alan Joe Ban, who on the post-fight show, now I'm too ignorant about football to fully appreciate it, but I appreciated it nonetheless. Where he used a cross-sports analogy um, as far as you know how they adjusted their tackling rules um, with football, and again, that's another sport where which I'm going to get to the other side of my pro- problem with conflating it to well, that's the goal is to do damage um, because in football that's that's the goal too. Um, It's the goal on paper, and it's also the unwritten goal where, yeah, you want to hurt that other guy. You want to tackle him so hard that they don't want to run up the middle, you know, Um, or even dirtier. Maybe you don't want to permanently injure their career, but you want to get them out of the game because it's going to ensure your victory, uh, ensure, even though it's not as direct as MMA because they're literally fighting for their lives and livelihoods in there, um, but uh, but yeah, it certainly doesn't help if you're you know even if you're already making a lot of money as a professional NFL player to increase the value of your trading potential of your team uh, of all of your overall earning potentials and sponsor potentials um, and 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 in a microcosm going and hurting that other guy will do that for you. I got, I got no I got no disillusion about that, folks. I got no disillusion about it. I got no disillusion about how that adapts in combat sports, where it is even more drawn into its essence, rules, format. However, you want to picture it that. Yes, you. I, I, again, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with either side here. Is the ironic part, but both sides of this argument piss me off. Um, you know, again, so you have one side that doesn't kind of properly does it, that gets a bit too emotional about it, and a guy that can get emotional about things. Who am I to? To, to, to talk shit, I, um, I'm not judging, because I too can make that mistake, because guess what, we all do, we're human beings, folks, um, so I'm not about to get up, butt my chest on a high horse, you know, and spit on the peasants here, um, I, I, I just feel like there's a little bit of too strong emotion on both sides, because on the other side, you have the emotion, which again, I, I relate to as well. Um, Perhaps it's because I'm a contrarian, and when I see mainstream talking points, especially ones that are either outright false or overly hyped, and you know, uh, which you know we got into last week, and my admitted bias uh, toward those kind of things, like yeah, I I get that too, because you want to correct, right? And you want to, you know, um, you want to, you know, same thing with the scoring criteria, right? you want to point out damage right Uh, however I I feel like it's really unfair to this conversation to conflate the argument with an end all be all and not even allowing the conversation to really happen um, to better you know understand for us all to understand and have more intelligent in in the effort to have more intelligent conversations going forward um is the whole just outright conflating it to whether it's oh well we should ban leg locks then that is the most stupid one um and and i'm sorry i'm not trying to be derogatory anybody it's just i'll explain why and i I get it and then even the more general which is correct i don't even disagree with it but again the way it used it, it lacks nuance and does not allow um, aspects of why this conversation is happening in the first place so it doesn't doesn't solve anything even though I don't disagree with it right um, which is in a sport where, where where people knocking out and doing concussive damage concussions are okay the brain is much worse. That's not untrue believe me as a guy who actually you know um, has competed has suffered uh, and still and will suffer head trauma issues for the rest of my life, and has had to familiarize with himself through many aspects, whether it's, you know, um, the mother of the TBI I take care of to my own uh, smaller TBI's that have affected me. It's kind of upsetting to see people squash the conversation like that because it's like, okay, so are you keeping that, were you keeping that same energy before on concussive issues that I or many have brought up? Are you admitting like I do often that, you're a hypocrite because I'm a hypocrite, and we all are hypocrites who enjoy this because of what it's doing to brains. So I don't like the It feels very just like whether it's you know politics or religion, people will will use certain points when it's convenient, and I don't like that. I like keeping that same energy, you know. And I get it. I don't disagree with it, but I just think it's very unfair to the conversation. To conflate it with that, because the fighters know that they are signing up for head trauma. They aren't, as we've learned sadly. Whether it's scoring criteria, and it's not an excuse. They should be. It's not an excuse. But what we 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 shouldn't be surprised. What we learned is that we shouldn't be surprised if fighters aren't very familiar with the rules, Um, because again, the kick is legal. And I know a lot of fighters know that it's legal, and they're still complaining about it. And I get why. Although I don't. Feel they do the best job at articulating why, which opens up these arguments and other responses from the other side that I don't like, even though I actually agree with the other side that it should be legal. Learn to fucking defend it. Like that's that's my opinion too. Ultimately, folks. Um, my thing is is that I, I don't like the the conflation because the leg lock one goes into it completely discounts what it takes to get to that leg lock, which is my problem with the scoring criteria and meaningful grappling. If there's not obvious or heavy strikes being done in the grappling um it's either submission or nothing and a submission win is not effective grappling it's a submission win so effective grappling well then what is effective grappling is it strike is it striking when you're in half guard sure technically uh in, in the mma terms yes but i do believe that passes submission attempts control tiring someone making someone do what they you want to do should be weighed not should it win around no but it should be weighed and it should be at least acknowledged or credited, especially if it was the primary action in the round and there wasn't any. But I'm not trying to get into a scoring thing. I'll save that for more educated people who can speak on it better than me, um, uh, which there are many, granted. But that, that is kind of one of my pet peeves. And when you conflate the oblique kick or the low leg side kick to a leg lock, it completely discounts the skill Uh, And the sacrifice that goes into that. And I'm not a leg lock touter, you know, uh, again. But I just, I I feel like it's either, people are either jerking off about leg locks, which is a small percentage. Or you have the mass um, repeating the roganisms of, this is why you don't go for leg. Because that opens you up to getting hit in the head. Um, And again, God forbid, Tan is in the middle with some nuance, context, supported... Um, by facts and giving credence, uh, and not completely writing others off. I know crazy concepts in 2021, right? Um, but but yeah, uh, it, it 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 completely discounts any of that. And again, I, even though I just you know poke fun at the Roganism, there's obviously truth to that. Where you are sacrificing position, you are sacrificing yourself to get hit in the head for a submission attempt that the judges aren't going to give you fucking credit for. And you can rip, and plenty of people do get their knees ripped in these fights, and they don't tap. Uh, and they continue on, um, and you know no one bats an eye. The fighter doesn't get credit for it, um, and it sucks. But yet someone throws a low percentage kick, like the low leg side kick or the oblique kick, as they tend to call uh, some of these. I know there's a difference, is it? that's why I'll say both. Um, everybody, you know, is the joker. Everybody loses their mind, right? Everybody loses uh, loses their mind and then they'll conflate it to the leg lock and that's just not fair Now the reason why I don't like the kick and why Because it's a it's a cheap uh, and shitty kick And I feel like it's okay. Not only is it okay to have an opinion which I shouldn't have to remind people of that But it's okay to have that opinion and still be okay with something being legal We don't have to like everything to, and make it illegal, which again, to the, back to the other side of the people. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it needs to be illegal. So again, I agree with the people saying tough, deal with it. You know, uh, We have knockouts in this sport and that are conflating into that. Even though I don't agree with the conflations, I agree with their side and stance ultimately, right? Okay, so let's not get too pissed here. Um, but it's a cheap and shitty kick. Uh, and what I mean by that is it's like, and, and it's, and it's, and again, and, and also it's it's the arguing point, which I don't like. And I, I talked about this on the show, whether no matter what the topic, where you take something that's a fax, bro, and you use that as a shield and you ignore all the other nuance, context, points uh, in, in good faith, uh, even the ones in good faith, uh, because you hide behind your shield of, I'm right, bro. And I hate that. It's, it's little dick energy. It's really weak. Um, and it's just not, it's not a fun argument. Um, you know, you can't even have a, a fun or productive a conversation that way, um, and a lot of that is it's like so for the the, the low leg kick. You know, it's the it's the, oh well, you know we do. It's like oh well, it's we're, we're trying to do damage and it's legal. Deal with it. Which again. Ultimately, I, I agree with it, it is legal and fighters do need to learn to deal with it. However, we've all played a video game, especially like those Street Fighter video games or whatever, and someone finds the move where they can just hit the B button over and over again in conjunction with a special power, or they do the Dukin over and over again and they just kind of it. Like, why are you cheesing, bro? Uh, at least what we used to call it in the 90s. I don't know. Uh, but like, you know, and you know, and the person will be like, what? What? I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. It's not cheap. Like, it's cheap. Like what? I'm doing something legal. I'm doing something legal. And yes, they are doing something legal, and yes, it's your job to figure that out and beat them. However, is it okay to call that person a fucking asshole? <laughs> because that's what they're being—they're being, they're being a, a fucking cheap ass. Like it's fine; it's perfectly within the rules. But at the same time, can we call a cheap ass a cheap ass? Uh, and um, and and that move is 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 cheap. Now, from you know, there's a reason why in taekwondo it was the first kick we made sure you could do before. Uh, before anything else because it was you know it wasn't to the knee it was to the stomach but it was that basic front kick now this isn't the low leg side kick more the front kick that gets called the oblique kick in commentary you bring your knee up you extend your foot you rechamber and you reset by setting your foot down four part we would use that to teach the basic the four parts to the kick or what chamber yeah chamber extension rechamber reset four parts to the kick um and we did that because also it was you know made you feel special you know i had to do it when i joined like it was like a test right but really it, it's a test that's designed so you could win because it's the they pretty much we're gonna give you the easiest fucking move in martial arts um and we're gonna we're, we're gonna make you feel special for that one and that's what it reminds me every time i see that it looks like someone do it throwing learning how to throw the most basic fucking kick the most easiest thing to throw and now when you point it to the knee, especially with people with stances and the wider stances, now you have a shot kind of similar to the calf kick, where you can hit them and be, for the most part, depending on the stance, you know, the action, the reach of your opponent, there are outliers to this, obviously. But for the most part, most scenarios, you can now throw that and not be countered. Um, you can throw something and not be countered. Now, is it very damaging? No. Um, could it be? Yes, as we see here, although again, this is. We we see more shin snaps from the calf kicks, hold that note, uh, than any of what happened between Bukowskis and Roundtree. Um, So, from a mathematic perspective, yeah, I can cripple my opponent, win the fight, uh, and give very little. I don't have to give position. I don't have to throw myself out of position. I don't have to sacrifice position like a leg lock. I don't have to step in the pocket. Um, Mathematically, it's fantastic. It's also kind of a. Forgive me, I don't I don't mean to use this to play plain of the sexist thing. I don't mean it any way. But I'm just using it in the parlance because people who, you know, people probably... You, anyways, it, it's a bitch move. It's a bitch move. Um, it doesn't take skill, and it's a bitch move. Now, that being said, it's perfectly legal. You can do it fine. But it's also okay to acknowledge that it's a bitch move. It doesn't require skill. Okay, maybe not a bitch move, but it doesn't require skill. It does not require a lot of skill. It, it, it's one of the most least skillful things that you could throw. Uh, You can do Uh, grappling, striking, um, there's way more details that go into a proper jab than doing that. Um, There's way more reward from a proper jab too uh, in sporting context, right? And, you know, another problem with the thing, people are like, well, it's your objective to hurt people. Another problem with that inherent argument is people will be like, well, as long as you're not hitting in the balls or biting, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the same with the Jake Paul thing. Wait, we're defending that he's a fucking pro boxer, but then we're also plotting ways for him to extend his winning streak and extend his game. Like, no, 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 no. You can't have it one of two fucking ways. It's one way. Um, and obviously, it's not true, but that's not how life works. Life isn't fair, but you know, it'd be nice if it kind of was sometimes. Uh, but you know, it, it, that's not how that that, that that's not how um, that's not how it works. Sorry, I'm trying to lose my train of thought here, because there's so much to. I'm not trying to be ranty either, but there's there is just so much to this. Um, you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. And just like the whole thing is, it says if you know, wait, if we're gonna acknowledge that headbutts, biting, groin shots are bad and you're not okay with those. I thought wait a minute. I thought the ultimate goal was to damage your opponent, you know, in a real fight. That's why the judges are moving toward their criteria, right? Because in a real fight, it's the damage. It's not laying on top somebody. You know, we're moving toward a real fight now in our heads, apparently. Um <laughs> okay, so then so then if y'all, are, you know, so then we, we should be okay with 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 groin shots and headbots then, right? Well, no. Why we're not. Well, why aren't we then? It's because there's a thing called sportsmanship, and a lot of this, and which is which could be true, and although for me it's honestly not, I admit my traditional martial arts bias. It's not, but like many things that I, 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 I've learned, um, traditional martial arts, even though it's been found out, and like we all should have found out Santa Claus isn't real a long time ago, it still gets blamed for a whole lot of shit. Um, and there is that sect of people that like you know felt like you know, and you know, legal leg kicks were bad, not just, you know, oblique kicks, you know what I'm saying, and there is that crowd, they still exist, although most of them in MMA have reformed, like Duke Rufus, you know, you could pull up old interviews where he was calling leg kicks cheap, and now he's known as, you know, putting out, uh, you know, very Muay Thai capable fighters, you know, people can change, you learn, um, you know, you learn, you learn techniques, but uh, So it's not just, like, a traditional martial arts thing, like, it's dirty. Like, it's a general sportsmanship thing, folks. I know we like to blame, you know, the traditional woo-woo martial arts and, you know, oh, honor and all the fucking bullshit Asian stereotypes. But no, kind of like I was listening to a recent episode on the Olympics. A lot of sports made by aristocratic societies. Well, Gentiles, we're talking about sportsmanship. Yeah, that's not very sporting-like. And, you know, so... uh, that's where it comes from, folks. That's where a lot of this dissent comes from because it, sportsmanship is a fucking thing, you know? Whether you're a fan of it, whether you give a shit about it, whether you think it's real or not, and it, it, it it is a thing regardless of your feelings. And I don't think it's a bad thing as far as a moral compass within sports to strive toward. Uh, God, no sports. <laughs> you know, if anything's lacking morals, right? Um, you, know, um, you know, so I, I don't see why... Sportsmanship should be demonized. Nor do I see why it is not acknowledged within this conversation um, as to as to the argument. Uh, and that's you know I I probably did a poor job too as I'm criticizing you know uh, the people that are against it uh, for doing a poor job uh, at expressing that argument that is unsporting like. Whereas the other side, who I ultimately agree with, that is legal and you should learn how to defend the shit because it is a shitty kick. However, um. It is okay at the same time to acknowledge that it's a shitty kick while still being it's okay with it being legal. That it's a cheap kick, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, without that. And yeah, well, still, it's still not as bad as head trauma or this or that. And it's like, I get that, but you know what? The fighters know that, and they've been practicing all their lives using skillful techniques to learn how to stay on balance with their jab because they weren't doing it before, and then they come off balance when they add their cross to it, so now they're working. And it's, they have to work on all these aspects that are so hard, folks. They don't just go in there and throw these things. Um, so when you have, and not Roundtree's example, by the way. It sucks that it just, it, he actually does it the right way, and it makes a the dramatic result that everybody was afraid of, so now, of course, he, he this technique, this instance is going to be unfairly maligned, conflated, etc. Um, my issue is more with the, the puppy mills of the world, you know, and then the people in the corners collecting checks for literally, eight, you know, 50% of their commands are, ponies all day, ponies all day, and you just see fighters from around the world just fucking throwing the stupid kick, thinking they're being a good fighter, and it's a very unskillful and stupid kick. I have no problem with it being legal, and people should learn to defend it. Um, luckily, as a southpaw who put himself into Muay Thai and fought with people who, who could um, kick my ass in that realm, taught me real fast that the inside leg kick defense that I would use for power inside leg kicks, because oftentimes I was faced with orthodox fighters, I would often use that stance switch kick, which thankfully has been filtered out. I had a lot, I had a big. Pro- that was one thing I really did have a problem with was adamant against when I was getting into the Muay Thai kickboxing MMA of the mid-aughts where it was like everything robotic left to right, switch kicks where it was like, a, it was like an obvious jumping stance and then a switch. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. I'm like, why can't you guys throw any same-side techniques, you know, which is what traditional martial arts is good for. It teaches you uh, those things so you can actually offbeat your opponents, right? Um, But that same technique to avoid the Muay Thai inside leg kick, it's the same thing you see, you know, you've seen a lot of replays being shared around of Israel Adesanya, doing it to Robert Whittaker, right? Um, And it, luckily, so luckily, I I already had that built into me. So when these things came around, it just, it never was an issue. And in Kung Fu, we actually, in Kenpo Karate, Chinese Kung Fu, uh, Chinese Kenpo, which is based from Shaolin Kung Fu, Shaolin Kenpo. Um, We had leg checks as well. Um, now, it's more like uh, uh, the Kung Fu style leg checks you're using, like the instep, like, like, almost like you're doing a soccer pass. Um, and it was more, but even that was more of a skill. It wasn't meant to hurt knees. It was more meant of intercepting kicks and checking kicks uh, at the shin, the lower shin, and where, it's, where, it's, where it's nice and weak and sore right there. And but that took a lot took a lot of skill to stay on balance to do it mid and be able to read and read it right that they're not coming up and high and around with the waist and blasting into the body of your head with a round round roundhouse style kick um, that they're coming up the center with a more of a front front style kick um again, these were very you know crouching tiger would do like leg pillaring and, and there's there were a lot of those drills too of debasing within the stance. And these are not as practical as your, obviously, your Muay Thai techniques, uh, you know, as far as practicality, but what it did teach me is is the skill and play out there, you know? And even with Muay Thai kicks, obviously, they're skilled, but I was going to say, even with calf kicks, which was another thing, okay, well, calf kicks fit, fit the range of you're not giving a lot positionally, um, and they can't really counter you back. Well, calf kicks still are a skill. You, it, it's much more skillful to throw. It, it takes much more skill to throw any kind of a round technique and balancing your weight distribution as opposed to just lifting your up your leg and extending it from a squared fucking position. So, a, it automatically takes more skill, and b, there's been more shin snaps, and there are these knee things. So, there's more of a uh, a risk to that reward, right? Um, so that's an actual game. I'm okay with that because guess what? Yeah, it sucks to see a fighter take two calf kicks and then he doesn't even get to have his fight and now he's spending the rest of the time limping. I get that sucks, especially if you bet on that fighter, right? Uh, however, uh, the guy throwing it can snap his shin and fucking permanently ruin his career. So, you know what? Fair fucking play. He got the reward. He made the risk. He got the reward. The oblique kick, you're not risking shit. And again, you're just, you're, you're taking, you're unskillfully. Not just taking a fighter out of the fight, but, you know, I don't want to over-amplify the, the fucking up his career because plenty of people, you know, um, and I've went through knee stuff without even having to get surgery and I have some serious knee stuff. And you'd be surprised at the uh, the stuff that my, my, my chubby, unathletic ass can still do right now from jump spins to other stuff from my taekwondo gay days. Um, you know, so I don't want to over over amplify the ruining his career because i think there's a bit of that too don't get me wrong i I do Uh, but at the same time again it's a shitty kick i'm sorry i went this long to explain it to explain all these nuances and levels but it's it doesn't take a lot of skill it's a cheap kick but at the same time it's legal and i'm fine with it being legal and i think fighters should learn the defenses and i think it's okay to acknowledge both sides whether it's a stupid topic like this folks or the more important things God forbid there's nuance. God forbid there's context. God forbid we acknowledge uh, other parts of conversations and sh- uh, other pe- other people and points of view than, than than outright shitting on them, even if we don't disagree, or even if we disagree, right? So that is my thing. Um, I'm not trying to sub talk people because again, there's a lot of really smart people who I agree with um, that we're talking about this on my timeline. So this isn't uh, for for as much as I'm spraying the room, I'm not. Uh, doing it maliciously or pointing at anybody in particularly this is just something that always comes up with these kicks and it was at nauseam volume with the result that everybody feared finally happening so there's that i'm going to try to go through the rest of this card really fast patty pimlin defeated luigi vendermini yeah again defense be damned it was a rough stretch for defense i tweeted that out um and up until the main event, uh, with Patty Pim, uh, but but you know, with Patty Pimlet winning, I'm like, man, this has been a really good street sh- stretch for the hyped fighters um, <laughs> these past few weeks, you know, uh, especially ones that are just offensive minded, where it just shows them losing because of all the holes we thought they had, and then they just like, fuck it, offense, boom, I win, and so it's very unrewarding for us analysts, but I don't want to be a hater uh, to another hyped fighter, um, even you know. <laughs> even if he shares anti-immigrant and white nationalist stuff. But um, regardless, in the cage, out of the cage, uh, you know, things will mature and things will happen as they happen. And I'll be watching to see how Patty Pimlet matures. Um, you know, it was a good win, it was, it was a good win for him, um, you know, as far as, you know, he got to follow through on his promise, even though he almost got laid out himself. And Vendramini, you know, chin pacing issues, he just kind of falls apart, um, even though he almost won, you know. Uh, This one I felt really good for, man. Uh, Felt really good. You know, I definitely did not not mind being wrong on this one. Molly McCann defeated g Young Kim. Um, Molly. Meet Molly. Again, like I said on last week's podcast, even though I'm picking against her, I'm rooting for Molly. She's, um, you know, from fellow sandwich, uh, Subway sandwich artist, a mental health advocate. Um, Just a big fan of Molly McCann. And uh, it was a fun fight. You know, they got fight of the night. I'm not hating. Really happy for her. That was an amazing reaction. Uh, although I do feel that, you know, we'll get to Julian Rosa and Charles Dordain. Uh, there were two potential awards screwed out of there. Um, but uh, it was a fun fight. Uh, you know, it was just fun seeing Molly do her thing, so I was really happy for her. Um, Jack Shore defeated Ludwig Shalinian. Um, yeah, the submission prop almost cashed was, was really close to that. Uh, uh, so, you know... It, Luckily, I played it small, but, uh, you know, it was there. Uh, Round three was not there for Charles Jordan as he got finished in round three by Julian Arosa. Uh, Bueller, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Darsh Choke. Yeah, uh, pretty much, you know, that was just a great great performance by Arosa. This was the reason why, even though I picked Jordan and sprinkled round three, that was the only play, and I kept him out of parlays for that reason. Uh, I, I, I just, you know... I didn't feel strong on it as a parlay piece, but at the same time, I couldn't pick Orosa because of the turnaround he was doing. So I'm happy that the gamble paid off, but at the same time, um, I think shout out to Ed Gallo, and him and Shurum, uh the fightside MMA podcast. It's like you don't want to root against them, but it's like you, you hate seeing stuff like that pay off because it's again. And and shouts to to Ed and, and Fight Site guys. They always uh, are aware and keep that same energy with head trauma stuff. But, um, but yeah, like, that head trauma and that turnaround, you know, like... And then he got concussed during the fight. He won, but he got concussed, so it's like, oof. That's always rough to see, right? Um, Charles Jordan, I like the belief the kid has in himself. I think he'll be back. Um, it's weird. It's like, I, I don't think he'll be able to, like, uh, I don't know if it will be a championship status, not that I... Ever thought that, but at the same time, I do kind of compare him to a Max Holloway, and I feel like he can come back from some losses here, maybe develop better counter wrestling in a guillotine. Um, so he, because I'm not sure he'll ever get the physicality for the grappling and wrestling himself. Um, but if he can add those counter things and be a building fighter, you know, he can still have a you know, maybe maybe some top 10 action potential in his future. Um, but uh, yeah, he's definitely gonna have to work on the clinch. Did not seem, you know, and then those in close areas did not seem comfortable there. And sure enough, it's where Rosa pushed the fight to and capitalized. Um, this round three almost cashed, so I missed. But again, you know, wasn't too crazy on some of these. Mark Andre Barrio defeated Dolce Lungiambula. Um, t- ended up turning into a big straight play with Jonathan Martinez fight getting canceled. Um, obviously, Barrio was a parlay piece, which sucks because I, I, I don't like picking against. Uh, guys from the Extreme Tour, or you know, especially when my man Eric Nixon is in the corner, one of the best men and coaches out there, obviously has my vote. Obviously, but um, obviously, also I can't be biased all the time, and uh, I try to be really good about that and pride myself on it. But uh, but yeah, um, this was just one of those matches that you know I, I will pick the grindy guy who doesn't get stopped over the athletic guy. Who has gas tank issues potentially? Uh, that said, Dolce did show a lot of improvements, man, and you got to credit Extreme Couture. However, also got to credit Sanford MMA because marc Andre Bariel showed a lot of improvements too. So, um, good stuff. Uh, good stuff uh, there. Um, I like the Kyle Reyes. Speaking of Extreme Couture, another reason why I wanted to do well um, for them losing Kyle Reyes. Uh, I don't know Kyle. I'm not gonna pretend I did, but I do know what it's like to lose training partners, coaches, etc. Sucks. So, props to Megan Olivier and the UFC broadcasts for giving that a spot. It almost made up for all those goddamn Applebee's commercials. Oh my goodness. Sorry if that song popped in your head as I said that. I wanted to shoot myself. Um, Last thing on that, and I feel bad again for a fight that he was, it didn't affect the decision. And um, I had nothing against Dolce. And again, you know, my guy was in his corner. Had nothing to do with that. Um, I was just more, I wrote, Ref warnings and fouls, I was just upset, and I get Tyone was trying. He would do it later and tried to stay consistent for whatever that's worth. But a, I've said this at nauseum: the fight, they don't have to warn. The warning is given out and back for refs. So technically, folks, it doesn't matter if it's an eye poke, a fence. The first foul, they can take points, and there's no problem for that, intentional or not. Secondly, regardless of the warning status, which again shouldn't even be a thing because the warning is already has already gotten out of the way. Secondly, is that even if it's not intentional, damage, again, back to damage, we love that, right? Damage, which I agree with, by the way, damage over outweighs intent, so that even if they didn't intend to, if it's damaging it enough, the low blow or the eye poke to where it's obviously going to affect the fight in some way, well, now it, the ref can take the distraction and should, by the way, to handicap the match, um, to match that. And, you know, I know refs don't want to, involve themselves when you open it up for a draw but you know what that's a fighter pay issue and we can't allow two broken systems being athletic commissions and uh promotional pay to the fighters um dictate one another because i know that it they tend to run into both uh bridges kind of run into each other where it, it, it fails to cross in the center right um you know, well, just making draws, and we know how the pay structure works. I get that, and it sucks. I don't want that either. But at the same time, um, you can't. It's 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 to the point where you fighters can be doing this shit strategically. You know, it's, you know, when the fighter gases and they foul, c- catch your breath, just foul them. You're not gonna lose a point for it. And even if you do, um. Is I would rather any fighter would rather lose a point than get finished while you're gassing. At least give yourself time to recoup, recover, and you can either A give yourself the chance to win the fight, and B at least give your chance enough to recover, maybe not get embarrassed and ride out the fight and save your dignity, Um, and rob the other person of a bonus of a finish they were gonna get, uh, which is more leverage to their career. And then it puts the fight that they probably arguably should have already won in the hands of some incompetent-ass judges that may still fuck it up despite the ref not taking points away. So again, you can't let one broken system interfere with the other. We can't let the refs holding hard and fast to the rule of I don't want to interfere with the fight. um, We can't have that interfere with the broken system that is the judges' poor fucking judging, right? These things are big enough problems on their own to allow them to feed off and justify one another I believe makes things more problematic so I really hate seeing one much less two warnings given um, because it allows the fighter to you know to, uh, to recover essentially and then it's just like oh wait are you gonna wait well people are like well if he couldn't recover from the second one um, then t- t- Chris Tyone like he did in the contender series fight previous to that week well then he can take the point after And, yes, it is the refs uh, exercising to do that, and I'm glad they do. I'm glad Tyone did in his contender series. However, back to that contender series, should we really be patting him back for the right call there? Or should we be maybe looking closer at the fact that he let Brito get away with fouls galore before? uh, And that's just the ones that he called. That's not including all the ones that he got away with. I mean, the guy went through the foul playbook the whole fucking time. Um... So we're just essentially at a certain point, are we just incentivizing these fighters to foul on one side? And B, yeah, you're technically giving justice after the fact, but should a fighter really have to go through a bunch of fouls to the where he's thriving on the floor in pain till we get that call? Because if Mark andre Barrio wasn't so goddamn tough, which was the reason why I and many picked him in this spot in the first place, like... He probably, like you saw his eyes swelling, uh, swelling up immediately. Those are usually indicative of really bad eye pokes. He was able to shake it off enough and open his eye enough. But that was a bad one. And he, you know, he he, he probably shouldn't have continued from that. What if he he gets knocked out from Dolce's big right hand after that? He didn't, of course. Uh, but the fact is there was two fouls, uh, just two that were called, I believe, again. Just two that were called. Um, and what does Tyone say? Not only does he not take a point in the second when he goes, Okay, if he fouls again, I'm gonna have to take a point. Dude, if he fouls again, fucking Barrio's gonna be not just crippled, he's not gonna be able to continue this fight. He might not even be able to fight for, you know, right for the rest of his life if it's another damn eye poke. Um, so again, even though nothing happened, my outrage was more toward that than the knee kick. Because eye pokes happen every fucking card. And vision can't can affect UFC careers, as we saw with Michael Bisbee. But he got a UFC title. Obviously an outlier, folks, but still an example, nonetheless. Um, as far as the negative, you know, he, he had to go through a lot of damage until um, he, luckily enough, got that call, right, at 199. So, again, uh, my issue is that people are getting wrong at the wrong parts, of the, either the wrong things outright, or they're getting wrong at the wrong angles and not looking at the nuance of things. Or, more important things, that happened on the very same card. So, long-winded recap, since there wasn't... Anything to break down? Sorry, I leaned into that. Hopefully, I didn't lose you guys too much and was able to bring more of a point of view and perspective to the low leg sidekicks or oblique kicks, if you will, and my opinions on them um, as we'll move to listener questions. And I will not re-answer in nausea, but we'll give credit. Mark Fellows. <laughs> my man, Mark Fellows. At Fellows, Mark. Hi, Dan. Long time. Uh, first time. Let me yeah, timestamp this. But I we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah uh 108 wow Dan long time first time uh who do you predict will be the next champion at 185 and any other divisions you wish to consider cheers man it's tough because I feel like Robert Whitaker is the only fighter that I have yet to pick against as an analyst it's officially doing this and I told myself I was gonna have to pick against him if he fights Izzy again but I don't know man I don't know um Whitaker did not fight smart to how he was, and he's shown improvement since then. He's shown that he could shake off the anxiousness that he showed in that fight and the Till fight. However, longer fighters who can counter maybe still could be a kryptonite. Uh, so I'm not ready to say he is the next, but it, I'll put it this way. If there's going to be anybody who's the next champion at 185 in the near future, obviously a lot can change in you know a year and a half to two years. But within the next year and a half, it's either going to be, if Whitaker doesn't beat him, then it'll be out of Sonia I know it's not a very sexy prediction, but there it is. My man, Keith McKenna. My Irish brother from another mother. Do you think a lot of the negative negativity around Till and his recent record has been unfair to the level of opposition? Or was he pushed too far too soon? Or both? Hope you're well, my man. I am, and I hope you're well too, Keith. Uh, hopefully you're still working with the, the animals and the dugs. You like dugs? I like dogs, too. Um, But, uh, yeah, man, um, I I hate it. Again, this is what I was kind of referring to. Um, I feel like it's unfair. And, again, this is why I don't hate Till even though I pick against him. This is why in all my breakdowns and breakdown videos, you notice that I'm always really quick to give him credit and to remind people that I do think he's a skillful fighter and that I, I do hate picking against him because... You know, I was infected with the charm from his first fight uh, in Brazil, where it was it Wendell Oliveira, I believe, and uh, he gave us bilingual post fight. Like I get, I get where the hype spawned from. You know, like I felt it too back then. However, having to judge things as an unbiased analyst and seeing someone with a limited game, it becomes harder and harder to pick them when the promotion pushes them up, and I feel that it wasn't Till's fault. That's why I always made it a point to say, I don't dislike Till. I think he's skillful. I hate picking against him. That's why I always throw these caveats in there. And perhaps I didn't uh, do it as much um, for guys like Chikadze. but for as much as I get accused of hating that guy, it comes from the same place. It's not because I hate these uh, fighters. I don't. It, actually, it's the opposite. It's because I care is why I'm saying this. It's because I care about the product I see. It's because I care about these fighters' build. Now, with Chikadze, even though he was you know, fed a bunch of cans, it actually served him well because he was afforded what I wish more of fighter, fighters were, time to grow. And Chikadze, even though he doesn't hit my stylistic sensibilities, he has more than proven that he has grown. Now, how much he's grown, we'll see, but he has grown. He's made use of that my problem is that he you know despite his you know ardent defenders there was still a lot that was unproven within an MMA context and sample size folks it just was and there still is right um, to certain extents uh, and Chikatze's been able to win so it worked out for him fine but what I'm pointing at is it's the same thing for like a Darren till is that it could go it could have gone the other way. Um, that's the problem with these hype things is more often than not folks they don't even get to get built up as far as darren till gets built up before they get shot down um see other Derek brunson opponents right uh, shabazi and etc um that's my issue is that it's unfair and that it's not that you know i hate the fighter now because it's their fault no it's it's fact that it's unfair toward that fighter that fighter that you love and you know Y'all accuse you know accuse me of hating these hype job fighters. It's it's not even so much that, although there is bias there that I admit too sure. But honestly, it's more because I care. Um, I don't want to see them rush. To the spotlight you know and and i hate that it goes against you know these fighters careers it goes against what i do as an analyst because then you have all this hype being attached and these things being unproperably inflated or conflated etc all the pet peeves of mine right uh, that's what i don't like it's not these fighters so yeah i, I would say more to the promotion um than anything you know that would be my answer <laughs> my man Tony C. me after becoming a Patty the Batty fan. It looks like Hosboa with a Patty the Pimlet haircut. That is that is some scary stuff. This would be like a I would love to see like some kind of like uh Guy Ritchie film where some like big giant baby man is the is the bad guy. Craig Allen, thoughts on Charles Jourdain's Up and Down in the Cage, highs of highs beating Cho in Choi in Busan, and lowest of lows, losing to short notice opponents. Slash having very uh, close fights uh, with short notice opponents. Yeah, that's really tough. Um, he seems to be one of those fighters with his action style kind of gives way to that, which is why I think both clinch and defense, both by strikes and clinch defense, um, is going to be huge for him. Like I said earlier, Craig. Uh, shout out to Craig Allen, by the way. Dude's been. I, I know I've been. I know the dude's been been killing it for a minute, but uh, dude's been killing it with his YouTube channel, man. So. Um, go go check that out. let me give that a shot actually. Um, yeah, it fight night picks on YouTube. those guys are killing it. go go support Craig Craig at Craig Allen FNP if you want to follow him on Twitter. Um, yeah, man. And again, I saw it, it's tough. Uh, he could be very much a fight to the level. That's why I see him more as an action fighter than potential champion. But I said that about Max Holloway. I said I never th- I was going to see Max Holloway as champion, but he's going to be a fun action fighter. And I was more than happy to be wrong. So I will be more than happy to be wrong for Charles Jordan. But I do think he's probably just going to be more of a popular action fighter who could be suspect of fighting to his opponent's levels, as you kind of said there. Uh, my man, Blaine Henry, Fight Library. Another another person you should go check out and, and go. Uh Subscribe to all his stuff, whether it's uh, YouTube or follow him on Twitter, at BlaineHenryTFL. Blaine says, w- what did you think of, uh, of uh, sung Uh Yeah, I went to go see sung uh, As I said in the as in my tweet, there's so much more I could say, and I don't want to make this go any longer, so I'll try to go into a long thing. would rather do like an actual recap of it as a separate episode and do it with someone I can bounce off of, someone that actually follows the MCU universe, because I do not. Um like My girlfriend knew way more about that than I, so she was kind of filling me in on some stuff. But the cool thing was is they made Sung-Chi enjoyable for those who uh, you can walk in and not know about the MCU and still enjoy it. You cannot miss too much, although there's a little ton of Easter eggs that obviously I missed. Um, like Certain scenes you know, uh, would have been even more funnier, although I will say they're little end scenes. Again, I haven't watched the MCU. The last thing I watched was Black Panther. Because uh, I wanted to check that out and support that Now I want to rewatch that now, honestly And then I'm, I'm a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn, what he did um, But again, those were much different flavors um, style, uh, uh, style trendsetters in certain ways for Guardians, right? Everyone's trying to rip that um, So yeah, um, I, I did not have a lot of that context But I love that it both, you know, pushes that whatever the phase four they call it and that dimensional stuff as well as plays well into the MCU universe, again, enjoyable for people like me who did not take part in the comic book craze because I'm a contrarian. Um, and I kind of hate Marvel and all this stuff and I, I still kind of do, don't know how to feel about it, but I, I'm happy because people didn't realize like, oh, the, you know, of course, here comes the Bruce Lee stuff, uh, you know, like uh, I saw Jeff, uh, was it? some some Asian writers that I follow. And they were talking, like, because I guess that's the thing, like, of course we bring up Sangashi and everybody's like, oh, Bruce Lee and all the Bruce Lee bros get in our mentions, right? Like, oh, God, here we go. Tell me, it's like, insert what, what, what all Asian people must feel the umpteenth billionth time someone wants to talk to them about Bruce Lee, just insert the Wonka meme, like, tell me more about Bruce Lee and how I should feel about him. Um, but, yeah, um, no, th- this was different. Uh, th- this was different, folks. I mean, again, I hate the popular thing, Western cinema, Hollywood, and all the bullshit that it's done, especially the Asians, but, you know, this is a little bit of makeup, even within the MCU for the whitewashing bullshit with the Iron Fist, or whatever it was called, right, like, they make up for a lot of that here, um, and they give us a, a, a stage, man, like, I, it was crazy, you know, I sure, it might have been... The north of two hundred milligrams of uh, unfiltered uh, adult candy that Dan Tom may have uh, may or may not have taken before the show, but and I don't expect people to get this and people make fun of me because you know and, and I've heard it even people by respect talking about ooh, saying she's supposed to be representation no it's a real fucking thing folks it's a real fucking thing I'm not gonna go into that you guys should know from listening to me and my shows it's a real fucking thing and again it might have been the two hundred milligram uh, north of two hundred milligrams or so that old Dan Tom uh, took before the movie but. There were multiple parts that weren't meant to be sad or anything. I was just tearing up because I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, "We're the fucking hero, you know. We're kicking ass instead of just what most Asians had to witness for the last year of just us getting our ass kicked, you know." And when we are able to make it to sports, we usually watch ourselves get our ass kicked. When we do do well, you know, um, like the Jeremy Lin's of the world, it's met with racism from all races you know it's a special it's a special spot us asians get um although there's that that baseball player apparently is kicking ass and i'm seeing you know a bunch of the western world giving him credit so that's awesome apologies i don't follow baseball um but yeah like for the most part it's just us getting our ass kicked you know vincent chin you know the uh, you know the chinese-american who was beaten to death uh over the japanese auto industry rise because you know the dangers, you know, again, but it's it's okay to, you know, just blame Asian faces, you know. Chinese Exclusion Act. If you live in Southern California, you probably can or live over a Chinatown because if there was any crimes that the Chinese were blamed for, even if they didn't do it, whether it was whites, Hispanics, everybody would march in and enforce because they knew where the Chinese were. There was a Chinatown, and there are plenty of Chinatowns that were just wiped off the face of the earth, you know. Um, and I forget one of the... Uh, by. Santa Ana, or not yeah, Santa Ana. Actually, Maybe it was in Northern California. Actually, uh, a mayor there was did a really interesting piece. Um, this black mayor who uncovered these underground tunnels and wanted to bring light to it. You know, because that's how the Chinese had to move around at night because it was so dangerous for them. They weren't allowed to even be out on the streets at certain parts of the day. Um, so just you know, you just I'm not trying to you know unfairly conflate all that shit, but it's just like history, much less history, especially in this country. Um, it's just not being kind, man. You know, they don't let us have any of these traditional roles. Uh, so just to fucking see, like, we're the, we're the one kicking ass. We're the hero. We're the one, you know, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, you know, <laughs> we're the one that gets to do stuff that we invented, that other people have appropriated this whole time. Like, what? We get to do it? Like... It was it was something else, man. It was something else. Um, it was just um, it was awesome. It was awesome that we, you know. I, 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 I even got teary-eyed thinking, just like, dude, I would have killed for this. By the way, like, uh, I, when I actually Dan Tom did used to write, I, I, I had this memory come back to me. I made my own comic strip as a kid because I felt like there wasn't enough superheroes of color, and I didn't make an Asian superhero. By the way, folks. I made a black superhero, and he was called the Black Knight, and he had a, like, a kind of, like, a, a, a hobgoblin, like, a hoverboard, but he went, like, snowboarding, he wrote it snowboarding style, he had, like, all these, like, ninja darts, he kind of looked like a, an offshoot, like a blacked out Deadpool, um, and, uh, and I just, you know, and that, that was another reason why I wanted to see Black Panther when it came out, because, you know, even though the... Sung-shi, Black Panther, they actually had literary history. It it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the most expanded, you know. And when they did tackle topics, they weren't really giving credit for these things. So to see these things get reprisals years later and what they do to their respective communities, it it is important, folks. And to finally get to see that for, you know, because Hollywood's been doing this and making their rounds, but the Asians traditionally are skipped over, you know. Um, so to see us finally get something was was pretty fucking cool, man. And it was an objectively good film. It had plenty of laughs. Aquafina was awesome. She did great. Tony Tony Leung was amazing. and made me want to go watch some Wong Kar Wai films now. Uh, Wong Kar Wai films now. Like oh my god, like uh, it was it was really well done. I I, I know it could be uh, M C U can be accused of too much comedy, but man, I felt it was great. Like and a lot of it too. Again. There was stuff you could watch in there as an Asian and really get, they did a really good job of catching like, like, oh my God, that's like, you know, that is the, so the Asian mom, that's the Popo, that's the Apo, Akung. And um, even my girlfriend was like recognizing some of the Chinese that she sees me use with my family or she, especially when she went back to Hawaii where, I obviously have much. All my family is, and a lot of my Chinese culture is there. So she saw me interact with that, and she was actually able to. I was proud of her. She was actually able to recognize um, some of the words, some of the Chinese, as they would go from code switching, not just Chinese to English, but Cantonese, Cantonese to Mandarin, and it just it was very much remind me because I grew up around Cantonese, and I had to learn Mandarin with my trips to China, and so did my grandparents although they just kind of stubbornly tried to spoke just to, to push through and fucking re- refuse and just speak the Cantonese to everybody in China um, I'm like in like because like they could understand but like legally they weren't supposed to be speaking that language so they were just like fuck it I know you can understand me I know you can't acknowledge you understand me but I'm gonna say this <laughs> so they, they would still use a lot of Cantonese even though I was trying my best to use Mandarin so I really appreciate the code switching um and uh, and just a lot of these a lot of these things you know like you know obviously you know it doesn't hurt that Dan Tom used to be a valet and uh, you know has a uh, has uh, issues with his father and sister so there's a lot of relatable stuff there for me too um, but yeah I really enjoyed it man go see it go support it um, apparently it's kicking ass in the sim- uh, cinema it should. Um, we have the fucking numbers um, and this is something that should be enjoyable to everybody so whether you're Asian, Asian American or Asian, Asian American, Pacific Islander, Southeast Asian ally um, go see it, let me know what you think even if you don't like it, you're still supporting it you don't have to like it, go, go see it and support it for yourself and for everybody that I pissed off for talking shit on Marvel feel free to call me a hypocrite for seeing this, talk shit all you like it's perfectly fine, I'll own it I just ask that you go see it and you keep that same energy for all the fucking nerding out in Marvel and the appropriation they've been doing. They actually did something for real. They actually did something for the good. They actually rewrote some literary literary, uh, works for the better. And uh, go support it. Thank you for that question. Sorry for that long answer. All right. Um, At Brazchuk, how does Sly feel about oblique kicks? Oh Jesus Christ, Brad! <laughs> I don't know if you caught the last one, uh, uh, of Sly, uh, Brad. But uh, last episode. But uh, okay, folks, uh, you, oh God, you guys really want him to come on here. Oh, one second, let me, let me just. Hey, hey, uh, what, well, hey, what's going on? I didn't think you wanted me back so soon after the looks you gave me on that show. The Sly, we had a question here from my friend Brad. And I like questions. Uh, he wants to know how you feel about the oblique kick it's the uh it was kind of that uh that low shot uh that uh, low not really a low blow but um uh, low blow (laughs) I got a lot of opinions on low blows a lot of blows things blow out of holes slides slides techniques techniques oh yeah yeah yeah. low blows uh grain shots are bad no 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 not that kind of a low blow um oblique kick uh well, it's an oblique. I figure you should know that with your muscle work, uh, Sly. But no, uh, the kicking—kicking kicking to someone's knee. Oh, that's dirty. It's not coffee table, Sly. Party dirty, but it's pretty. You know, it's not insanitary, but it's dirty. <laughs> Thank you for making that clarification, Sly. Um, so you're not—you're not a fan of the oblique kick. You don't think. But what about um, John Jones uses it? You like John Jones, right? Sly, not a fan of John Jones. So I'm starting to get really racial undertones with some of your answers. Is it just me or is it, listen, Sly likes to keep things a little fun. Sly, Sly has lots of people of color. You saw Expendables, right? Yeah, I got every color there. Yeah, so Sly has Expendables. Okay, Sly, that's going to be your shield for that. Um, all right. Um, you, you know, I just I just wondered if you had, I guess, any... any any insight i mean you know boxing you don't really have to deal with people kicking your knees so i wasn't sure if you had to, to deal with that i just don't like dirty fighting you know you say that sly but that didn't stop you from uh using some cheap moves on thunder lips i mean i mean you even put them in an rnc right there you know for for a boxer who doesn't like you know the jujitsu uh you did some dirty stuff in that fight sly you know aren't we being a little hypocritical? Hey, listen. Uh, I mean Hogan made up for it afterwards. You know, Hogan, Hogan likes to party. <laughs> you know, me and Hogan. Uh, listen, I don't need to know what you and Hogan did. Let's not ruin childhood superheroes for everybody. Um All right, thanks for that slide. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kick you out of here for you overstay your welcome. All right, there That's that one for Bashoke a little impromptu sliced alone. Um him and those fucking coffee tables. I swear to God, that's a true story, folks. By the way, I know, I know he, he likes to to joke about it, but Nicholas Dally at the fight sleuth. Do you think the gaps in Till's game right now uh, are as a result of his coaching or because of how he applies himself in the gym slash in the fight? That's really interesting because I was thinking about that. So Colin Aaron at Terry Adam, who you know was more of a kickboxer, had had a good guillotine, could do some jiu-jitsu. Um, you had Paul Sass Paul Sass I like to play um, Who was just like a submission like ace guy right He came from He was a team cow guy right um, Aspinall who was on the card um, He's a jujitsu black belt He can do leg locks He's got some pretty good wrestling Competent wrestling um, Granted he isn't always bringing the big guys But he brought in some big guys for this camp um, You got Mike Grundy Mike uh, Grundy you know, the commonwealth wrestler. Um, So you've got a lot of different styles. I know it's not speaking on coaching, but I've never been coached under Colin Herron, so I I can't really answer that. He seems like a no-nonsense guy, a real, you know, uh, someone dedicated to the craft. He really has that fatherly about him, you know, that he's really committed to that in the the corner. he's not you know out there shouting bullshit um seems like a no-nonsense character so i wouldn't necessarily blame it on the coaching especially since they've encouraged him to move before uh, i think this is more darren till's choice and the position the promotion is putting him in and all the coaches as they can all they can often do is do what they can to help their fighter when they can that's about all they can do all right um chronic combat conversation shout out to those guys in that podcast. Uh, do you think it's realistic for Till to move back to 170 or do you think Izzy versus Brunson rematch plays out differently? Uh, this time around, um, 170, I don't know about that. I think he he is a 185er, um, and he just needs to build into that frame. Uh, he seems like he's always had trouble cutting the weight, seems like a natural thick guy. Um, so I say stay at middleweight and, um, yeah, uh, he's just going to have to get a step back from the promotion, work on his game, decide his approach, maybe back toward Nicholas Daly's angle. Uh, also, what was the other one? Uh, do you think Izzy versus Brunson rematch plays out differently this time around? I, I think it could, um, but if Brunson looks like that on the feet with his entries, he will get countered by Izzy, but Brunson also, as we found out, had a fractured rib and didn't get any sparring in, so his stand-up, um, you know, uh, it, not that it's you know fantastic but it did look more suspect this time around than it normally does in is to the credit of his uh reasoning there uh the guru guru scouting at MMA uh, keeping it in the family here do you like big butts and remember you cannot lie um in in the uh in the immortal words of uh BA Billy Gunn's walkout music back in the WWF golden age i am an ass man I'm an ass man yeah the, that answers that but uh of course it's only I'm loyal to only one butt right now uh but <laughs> yes I do like myself some butts uh fuck it do you Stockholm syndrome I love it man I love it appreciate your uh support at Henrik underscore bill all right that went much longer than I wanted to but there's nothing going on this week so hey an hour and a half episode will give you guys some stuff to munch on um but yeah, go uh, go look to go back and uh, look at that. Uh, go check out at uh, Dan Tom at MMA. Go share that Sakurai uh, pulver, but she don't have video. Let the kids know. The kids don't know about Sakurai. Go share that around. I uh, hope you guys did okay. Thank you for clicking through on the banners. Thank you for sitting through this madness. Uh, I'll be back later in this week. Um, either some technical talk with uh, one of the many analysts whom I greatly respect, or maybe we'll do a fun top five. We'll see. I'll uh, we'll get you something for this weekend but uh, just definitely wanted to give you the recap um, alright guys enjoy don't be dicks um, hopefully uh, I didn't annoy you too much and uh, yeah go support Sung much love and always protect your neck